it, it's really something about resilience I, I see in every every single lockdown or every every place, right? Um, people are really adaptable to things. Mm-hmm. They they can bounce back. Welcome to Taiwan Yuan, where you'll hear stories of Taiwanese innovators, makers, and advocates. I'm your host, Cindy, and given Taiwan's current lockdown situation, I decided to do a special timely episode with another podcast called Tongqing Shifenzhong on your way to work. I talk with Tony, one of the hosts, as we both experienced Canadian lockdown last year and happened to create our podcasts around the same time. So I thought it'd be fun to look back on our COVID lockdown experience, provide some tips for our Taiwanese friends on how to make the most of this time indoors and work from home suggestions that really helped us. So if you are a Taiwanese friend who's surviving lockdown for the first time, this one's for you. Hi, Tony. Tell us about yourself and your connection to Taiwan. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, my name is Tony, and I was born and raised in Taiwan. So I actually did my uh, education in Taiwan. I did bachelor in NTU, majoring in foreign languages and literatures. And then I did one year exchange students in Barcelona, Spain. So like at the end of the exchange, I went to Vancouver. So I have relative there, mm-hmm. and I just went there. I took a like a tour around UBC and then found really like it. So after I got back to Taiwan, I prepared for a uh, master's. And then a couple years ago, I moved to Vancouver to pursue my master's. Yeah, so now uh, I moved to Toronto last, last winter, last fall for work. And now I'm currently working in Toronto. Nice. So do you like life in Canada? Yeah. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I certainly do. It's um, it's a lot different than Taiwan, but um, I do like it. I do like it here. Yeah. Hmm. I think one of my favorite things about uh, Canada that I didn't appreciate until I left is how good, how diverse the cuisine is. Right? Like you can get Ethiopian yeah. food, Ethiopian food, Portuguese food, just everywhere in the same neighborhood. I. I know, like you can get like basically around the world, yeah. right? I I love the dim sum, either in Vancouver or in Toronto, or you can get Japanese. You can get all the Asian, and you're saying Ethiopian or Jamaican food. They okay. they have the best jerk chicken mm-hmm. here, in Toronto. So yeah, I think it's it's a blessed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I know you as the co-host of Tongqing Shifenzhong on the way to work, and that's a very popular podcast. Actually, my my local friends in Taiwan told me about. Um, so yeah, I, I'm curious what got you to start this. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, our podcast name is Tongqing Sifenzong and English name is On the Way to Work. So this is a, um, business news park podcast where we broadcast North American stock market news. And then we do it in a really, um, live way. So, uh, we do it every single day. Now it's, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So every single day after market close, we kind of recap it and then wrote one to two business news of the day. And then we transcribe it into Mandarin's and then people can hear it 
when it, when they're when they just woke up in Taiwan. So it's kind of like a really like a time difference thing, and then they get the latest business and finance news. I started during quarantine last May. So um, at that time, <laughs> yeah, at that time, um, my my co-host and not the co-host Esther and I were always like. We would love problem solving, so we're always trying to solve problems in our lives. And one of the problems at that time was uh, we were paying a lot of money for you know the subscription, Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, these kind of news, right? But um, to be honest, you never really read read them. So <laughs> I want to like adjust myself to that. So I want to make myself like force myself, actually force myself to really dig into these business news and financial news. So that's how we started the podcast, just to want to grow ourselves um, personally. And then the second thing was, um, after we started the podcast, we thought that this is something valuable. Mm-hmm. It, it has value in it. And we're able to share this value with our audiences. And this also that's something that we really believe in. So I believe like every single day you learn a little bit and you can grow eventually. So it's kind of the compound effect, right? So um, right now, I think we have over probably like 220 episodes, 220 yeah. episodes. And then we have accumulated over like 5 million downloads. And it was really, it was really, uh, it was really great. But the the original thought was to actually just to grow myself, to improve mm-hmm. myself a little bit every day. What's the most, I guess, surprising part for you with this podcast? I think like three things. First thing was definitely the sense of growing. I can see myself on the learning journey and then on a learning curve. And then the second is we really created a really good community. So there's a lot of people we found mm-hmm. is just like us who love to read, who love to learn a lot of different news, who want to learn the best or the newest ideas, business ideas or other ideas in life. And then I think a lot of people, I think, and then the relationship is actually mutual. So a lot of people, they will share their personal stories. They will share their growing story, learning journey with us. So some people, they got admitted to their favorite uh, college or their favorite uh, master or how do you say, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, I think one one story was we were sharing like last year where um, Esther really want to see this movie, Gu Wei. Uh-huh. I think the English is... Yeah. Little woman or something, and then one of our audience, she's actually working at relating what? industry, so she was able to met the main cast for the movie, and then she asked them to um, have a Polaroid and then sign on it, yeah. and then she even wrote um, to Esther, "Hope everything is well," and then she mailed it from Taiwan to Canada, and then we felt it was really warming. So at that time, we knew that it was really good mutual uh, communication and mutual relationship. And then the last part was definitely we were able to work with a lot of brands and a lot of brands from Taiwan, uh, Green Vine, Sleepy Tofu. They even sent out their mattress from Taiwan to um, to Toronto. So we're kind of their first uh, ever experiment mm-hmm. on a first customer in North America. So we, th- we think there's a lot of good brands in Taiwan and it was a really good good opportunity for us to introduce these brands to everyone, every single people in Taiwan or to the world. Yeah. Uh, love green vines, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As you know, um, this is more of a special episode. I wanted to bring you on because we are both 
Taiwanese who experienced lockdown life last year in Canada. So now that Taiwan has entered lockdown for the first time ever, um, we just thought it'd be a good time to share in our experience and see if we have tips um, for the Taiwanese friends who are now going through it. So maybe we start with recalling the first month of lockdown for um, ourselves. Do you remember how you were feeling that first month? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think it was probably was um, mid-March. Um, I was doing a um, investment banking competition. It was the final round. So it, it was a really big event. So like there's 200 people jam-packed in hotel for three days doing the competition. But at that time, mm-hmm. um, there's rumors and there's news, right? Um, some some places has already started to talk about locking things down or moving all the courses into online. So um, we can see that because a lot of participants, mm-hmm. they ended up not showing up. So they just don't want to show up. But there's still participants from all over the world, from States, from Korea, from Singapore, and people are exchanging different news. I think one thing that I remember the most was because, um, you know, in these live events, I think I feel like it's so like a long time ago. In these live events, we used to shake hands, right? <laughs> Whenever we saw people. And then at that time, people are starting to say, do not do that, <laughs> even though you do really want to do it, but you can't because of like social distance. Right. Sorry to have these concepts. I think it was really it was really vivid. You know, people are talking about things. And even way before March, um, in Vancouver, in, in January and in February, people didn't really know that. And I have a lot of friends coming to me and asking, what is this? What is this disease? What is this all about? And one thing I, I, I noticed for sure is um, I wanted to go to like shoppers or the drug market for masks in January or oh, February. Wow. But they're all gone, right? They're all sold out, but no one is wearing. Yeah, no one is wearing masks on the street, so there it's really weird, right? So uh, you definitely know notice something is happening, but um, on the other side, it feel like nothing is happening, right? So that's kind of my initial thoughts, and then later on, everything just you know went into it. Just went so fast, right? People, we all move into online courses, mm-hmm. and that's kind of my initial thought. It was. There's a lot of news all over the place, but um, mm-hmm. it moved really quick. Yeah, for me as say. well, where I've, you know, lived through SARS, through the avian flu. So I didn't think it was going to be this drastic. And um, I, I actually <laughs> remember like two events that week for me, which was Tom Hanks got sick. <laughs> and then oh, the NBA okay, closed. Yeah. <laughs> and then... You know, the next day, all of um, the offices were told to shut down. And um, we had to very quickly pack up everything, including my monitor, everything, and set up a home office. I actually commend the speed now looking back, right, of how everything, um, how quickly everyone was able to take action. And learning Zoom together was fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Zoom blew up. Congrats mm-hmm. to anyone who bought Zoom stock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, it actually, it was a positive first couple of weeks um, because I thought it was fun to stay at home mm-hmm. very quickly, right? The, there's this like feeling of endless loop yeah. and just kind of 
When every day feels the same, you stop being excited about anything. Um, I was already working. I've been working for a while. So not being able to separate, you know, my work life from my home life. I basically work till very late every day as well. I had to stop myself from working. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally like relate. I think also like I was working part-time. Like you, you were saying, like the looping thing, right? I was working part time, and I, I knew, uh, I was working in Club Monaco. So, um, when the when the news came, everything shut, right? And then originally they were saying like two weeks. It was really similar to this time in Taiwan, right? Originally it was saying two weeks, we have to stop mm-hmm. it, and then it started to become <laughs> for uh, like a three weeks, a month, and then later on, you know, it's it's not yeah. going to come back for for a while. Right. And then, and then for me, it was online courses and, and it was, it was definitely not fun because there's a lot of professors, they don't know how to, mm-hmm. how to use the technology. So, so it, it was a lot of, it was really a lot of pain for me as well to just study at home and then um, having to adjust all the online meetings and then you have to go into breakout rooms to discuss instead of like you can just discuss face to face so it it was a lot of learning Mm -hmm. I would say as well um and I have the unique experience (laughs) I don't know if it's good or bad of you know uh entering lockdown again because I moved to Taiwan (laughs) so I moved to Taiwan and then lockdown Mm -hmm. happened um so it was a deja vu moment for me to do this twice I had a bit yeah. <laughs> of a panic attack, actually. Uh, I was surprised. Day two, I had my panic attack because, you know, a lot of people were thinking, oh, Cindy, you're a pro. You've done this before. <laughs> it's day two. <laughs> but actually, I realized yeah. it's my PTSD. <laughs> so bringing up, you know, it's like dredging up this feeling, mm-hmm. okay. all, the, all the old feelings I put behind me of despair. But I quickly was able to, I bounced mm-hmm. back, don't worry. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just had to kind of yeah. think back to how did I make it work, Re- incorporate some of those routines, giving myself stuff to look forward to. So I got HBO subscription. <laughs> Good for you. Good yeah. for you. So maybe we move on to some of those tips to how, how um, our Taiwanese friends can survive their quarantine, which hopefully is not much longer, but, you know, just in case they need uh, things, I guess. So did you yeah. pick up any interests, hobbies? Yeah, I certainly do. Certainly do. Um, I think podcast is one of that, right? Um, I, start, <laughs> I started the podcast uh, not knowing anything. I, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about podcasts, didn't know anything about um, really anything. So um, it was a really fun interest. And then I just wanted to go back a little bit um, on how you, yeah. you were facing the lockdown again. And I think that's something... Uh, it, it's really something about resilience I, I see in every every single lockdown or every every place, right? Um, people are really adaptable to things. Mm-hmm. They, they can bounce back really quick. And I think that is a really great um, experience. And I know um, you bounce back quick as well. But obviously, um, if you encounter any difficulties, it's, it's, just, it's really fine. But um, I think one thing I just would like to point out is the resilience inside ourselves um mm. it's, it's it's really great i think it's really mm-hmm. strong right yeah oh that actually makes me think of maybe the biggest tip i have is mental health awareness yeah yeah 
Yeah. And I think I was able to bounce back because I've become really good at observing my feelings, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And my needs and yeah. being kinder to myself because I'm someone who's, uh, I don't know if it's the Asian upbringing, but I'm always like, I need to make every hour count with my day. <laughs> or, you know, and then so if I'm just wasting it, I feel like, oh, I'm being lazy. Or if I'm not performing on my best, I'm hard on myself. And I think being in this kind of situation, uh, it's okay. It, yeah. You're not feeling great, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's the first time. I think it wasn't until three months in, but I started feeling depressed last year as well in the summer. Um, I'm an extra extrovert. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> it, yeah, like taking away my social life was very hard on me. So first time for me to see a therapist, which I'm hoping we can help normalize in Taiwan because I think that's just a sign of taking care of yourself. And maybe that's part of your resilience too. It's being able to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree that. Yeah. That, that, that was a really good point about mental health. So um, I definitely encountered some of that as well. And me and Esther. So one thing we started was meditation. We bought this really nice app called Headspace. And mm. um, yeah. And then uh, inside of it, I think, one of the lessons um, I, I learned is um, you can't really control or deny your feelings. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like you're observing, like you're saying, you're observing the cars on the highway, right? They're running through. They're just like feelings and emotions, but you cannot stop them. You just you have to realize that they are there, right? You have to really embrace it, even though it's it might be a really bad feeling or it might be a really anxieties but mm -hmm. that's something that um, I learned how to um, cope with it myself during quarantines and then this link to like what are some of the habits or interests I I've done for the past year because you are now staying at home for 24 hours you have a lot of things mm -hmm. that you can do and you definitely have a lot of um, anxieties but this is a really good time. You can do whatever interests or things that you want to do or learn, but you didn't have the time before. So like for me, besides podcasts, it was book. I read a lot of book and then it was a really great way to, to find a different world to kind of wander through, even though we're still in lockdown. Right. And mm -hmm. then that, that's something definitely helped me um, gone through all of that. <laughs> yeah. And then we're still in lockdown too. So, <laughs> um, it, it was it was really good to to develop something and then to be able to really have this inner conversation with myself and then mm. with with others def for sure right yeah for me to sort of compensate for the lack of social life um, I did try a lot of different online parties with my friends <laughs> yeah you know, try them um, like house party is an app it's very easy. Mm -hmm. Um, or we just meet up to talk. And now I play Dungeons and Dragons fully online as well. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's better. <laughs> you know, I actually saw a point though, where I didn't talk to anyone for four months. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you felt that, but we all kind of went to a hermit mode because we were also again, sick of the online parties. So it's like things 
will come that are new and fresh interests. And then you, you kind of over time get sick of them again, and then you have to find newer interests. And I think it's okay to say no to things if you're not feeling like it. Yeah, for sure. You're definitely, it's just, it's definitely like really welcome. I really welcome the idea just to go try it. And then if you don't like it, it's really fine to just leave it on the sideline and then you go on to the next thing just to try whether it's for you or or not, right? And then I definitely feel like the online party, I think it was um, in this like last summer. There's a lot of like, um, how do you say, like make your cocktail at home party and opening up your Zoom. And then like half a year later, everyone's growing their hair, growing their beard. They don't (laughs) want to open their camera again. So yeah, I definitely feel that. Maybe that makes me think we should talk about work from home. Work from home um, is probably new for a lot of people in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. It was new for me as well in that extended state. And I was a new manager. I was a, <laughs> I just got promoted to a people manager. So mm-hmm. it was very difficult for me to figure it out. Well, congrats on the promotion, by the way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I think working from home, the biggest thing for me is um, people get Zoom fatigue. So um, I always do, what I always do is I'll leave like five to 10 minutes for myself to go to, go to the bathroom, to take some water, to just freshen myself, stretch my legs, because um, Mm -hmm. I find it really stressing if you go like back to back Zooms and you know that if you set your Zoom meeting at nine and at 9.30 and at 10 and 10.30, it's not going to work for a long time, right? So you probably have to set some time and then also blocking some time for yourself, right? So Mm -hmm. just in case like people just throw anything on your calendar. So you, you want to make sure that you block like an hour so that you can do all the stuff that you need to do. Either it's emailing, either it's your own work or catching up with um, whatever. So, that these are some of the tips that I learned that I know I can like utilize very well in working from home. Yeah. And for me, just changing my clothes every day helped me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so easy to stay in the same clothes, but sometimes I try to put on a little makeup, put on a fancier top. It's like I get myself in a different mood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That gets me excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, going back to if anyone's a manager, I think the hardest part was I'm very good at reading people's cues live. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I couldn't tell if my team was struggling or I couldn't tell if a new person, if they are working on the wrong things. Yeah. So I had to find a way to check in more often or but also trust in them. I asked them to raise their hand. So tell me if they need help, because in this kind of situation, you just need to sort of first offer that trust and then um, be really clear what your expectations are and then try to work out a new type of uh, way to work together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely something that I have encountered as well is how do you build up trust in, in inside the team, right? How do you show that new relationship and be responsible and also be supportive? And I think a lot of time, um, just want to circle back to the resilience part. I think after mm. this whole year working at home, I think everyone on the team, just for my case, I saw people on the team 
they want to be supportive or they want to to stand in your shoes because we're all being there and then we we're all stuck at home so um just trying to help out a little bit and then to mm-hmm. to be um to be more thoughtful to other people that's that's kind of how i view it as the trust or the relationship between teams and i think like um sometimes team checking is is really good like um you don't really have to do really often but um like maybe we do like two or three times a day but um mm-hmm. in my last role I, I we did like like two two, two days of checking and then so yeah. it's just like depending on teams and different uh, environments but i think overall it's the supportive and the, the trust you're saying that yeah. is ingrained in ourselves after lockdown that help it work right and then the check-in piece um i think yeah you can ask the team what they need you know if they need to actually check in more often or mm-hmm. yeah it's getting you know too much um yeah. and that goes back to i think in the beginning i saw that everybody wanted to be inclusive it's a canadian issue yeah. <laughs> so we had too many meetings you know too yeah. many meetings with too many people and yeah. everybody got burned out yeah so we kind of figured out okay we all need to decide is this an email is this a Slack or is it a meeting and does everyone need to attend or, you know, you just take notes and some people read the notes after. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that's, that's another really great, great point to, to talk about, right? Like how many meetings is enough or um, do you really need that, that too, or how do you kind of um, make it more efficient, right? You're saying, and then not overwork or not making your work too much that you cannot take a proper rest because we're all now mm-hmm. staying at home, right? And then one thing that you talk about is also like changing your change out of your pajamas and then put on some yeah. makeup. I think I really mm-hmm. resonate with that. Um, for for me, I don't have makeup, but um, I would <laughs> I would try to like put on some clothes that I really like, right? Some of my favorite pieces. And then another thing is, this is just for work, right? And then I think another piece is just getting out of work. How do you get out of work? And then just to avoid um, working overtime, right? So yeah. it's just uh, one good advice, I think, probably for, 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 for future, for like one or two weeks after, is just to go outside, right? Mm-hmm. So when the clock hits, um, I just want to stop my work and then I'll go outside for, for a walk, Right, just to yeah. go to the park so to, to, and keep the social distancing, but just go to the park and then uh, absorb some sun. That's what I really like in summertime, especially um, in Toronto or in Vancouver. Summertime is the best. So I think going out, just make it a hard stop for your work. And then you can come back home and then decide what, what you want to do afterwards. But just maybe take a walk for 30 minutes definitely help. And sometimes I grab a coffee on the way as well. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned that, it, it definitely made me think of, there's two groups of people um, that I encountered that I think I had to be more empathetic to in the work from home situation. So the first one is the younger professionals who maybe live alone and don't yeah. have much going on. And so people on my team who are younger, they, they were working until 10 or 11. Yeah. And I was, you know, I, I saw that they're still online. <laughs> so yeah. I actually had to tell them when to stop working. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> because I think in the short term, you might be happy as a 
team leader that, oh, they're working so hard, mm-hmm. but I just know it's not sustainable, right? Yeah. And they're humans. So you have to help them if they can't help themselves. Yeah. Um, and the second group, I'm not sure how many you've encountered, but parents, especially younger uh, parents of, mm-hmm. you know, two to five year olds, um, they could not work at all. <laughs> yeah. Their kids are at home. And I think what we had to do was first figure out what they could do. Um, so some people couldn't run meetings because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of going on. And being more flexible with their schedules. Um, some people can only work after 9 p.m. because that's when their kids go to bed. And mm-hmm. we have to learn to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I definitely, um, I have some like coworkers, they're, they're parents as well. So yeah, as you were saying, um, be more flexible and then kind of know what they're going through and then um, just kind of work around their schedule a little bit and then to to scope out um, what's going to need it to be done. And I think that would be efficient as for my case as, and my uh, experience. Yeah. And I guess some other things, um, maybe just for the listeners to think about that wasn't apparent to me. One was supporting your favorite restaurants or businesses. Um, what you can do is you can get delivery from them. You can buy gift cards to help them still have an income. Um, Cause I know certainly in Canada, so many of my favorite businesses closed yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever you can do to help them through this time. Another one for me is I do have a lot of single friends who live alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they could, easily feel very isolated. So even just calling them, remembering them. Mm-hmm. And even my parents, uh, so my mom lives alone. She um, had a really big social life as well. So that sudden change in schedule uh, can be hard for people. Mm-hmm. And I love that initiative actually of helping seniors get groceries. So mm-hmm. it's just different groups of people who might be vulnerable to different things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I think I really like uh, your shout out to local restaurants. That's that's something I really like to do as well. And I see a lot of local business, a lot of great local um, shops that I like in Vancouver or in Toronto. And another thing I just want to tie, tie it back to is how do you find or how do you kind of have a life under like at home 24 hours? And then some something also helped the local businesses just... I would just order something, um, things that I really like, and then curate a kind of a uh, kind of a event with Esther, Aww. and then kind of like a day night thing, just to yeah. to move that experience in house, like <laughs> literally in house, but um, mm-hmm. to create that kind of vibe, and then also be able to help local restaurants or local businesses. That's something. It's always really positive to, to me, so I think that's definitely a really, really, really big one. Especially in Taiwan, I know there's a lot of um, great local shops, local restaurants. Shout yeah. Dian is so mm-hmm. good, and it just really made me homesick. But yeah, I know it's mm-hmm. definitely a really great way. You you can think of different um, different events or different experiences and make it as authentic as possible, even though you cannot go out. But I think. Uh, there's something really, really fun as well. Just you have to kind of use all of your brain to think of how you can do it and make it really authentic. But in another way, it's it's just like 
the heart, right? You're able to support and you, you're able to make it into a positive cycle. Mm-hmm. And that, that's um, it's actually a great segue to maybe end this on some, a positive note, some words of encouragement um, mm-hmm. yeah. to Taiwan. So for me, quarantine was a mirror. And a lot of people say that. It was so much time by myself, right? And mm-hmm. I went on this self-discovery journey. I also started my podcast yeah. at this time. Um, I got my life together, made some big changes. You never know, I guess, what can come out of a seemingly dark time. Mm-hmm. Be kind to yourself and listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. You know, there's always, I think there's always opportunities even in the the darkest hours or darkest times. And then for me, I think I always believe that there's always a light in the end of the tunnel and that there's always help. And then we're really, we have the resilience in ourselves. And then another thing I really like is, is the quote um, from Marcus Aurelius. That it, it goes with like this. Uh, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. So um, what I say is there's a lot of times you can talk with yourself, have conversation with yourself. And it's a really, really great time to learn yourself again. And then to know, mm-hmm. like you were saying, self-improvement, like to learn what you really want to do and then who you are and to really appreciate um, the life we have, right? I think after a year of quarantine or staying at home, I find myself more like I do appreciate a lot of things. And then I find myself to be able to stand in other shoes more often. And mm. um, that's something that it's a really great reflection. And I, I know that everyone in Taiwan is able to do that. And then we can stay together. And then I really hope and then I do believe that Taiwan has the power to overcome that really quickly. Yeah. Let's all work together to fight COVID. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay healthy. Remember to rate, subscribe, and tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Taiwan Jiao.